Hi, it's Kate with the Taproot Doula Project. And today's self-care podcast is titled Control. Control. <laughs> um, and this is something I personally struggle with daily. Um, and as a nurse, I sometimes watch myself. It's like I'm a different person watching myself behave. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this person is so annoying. Um, and it kind of, this idea of this conversation came to me the other night when I was at work. I was helping a mom give birth. Um, sh- I was in her room with her, and as a nurse, it's I. <clears throat> I have not studied sociology. I've not really studied psychology. You know, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist, and yet I learn so much about human behavior by just sitting and keeping my mouth shut and listening. And in this situation, a mom had had a really long labor and everything had gone not according to plan. And I, as soon as I arrive at work, I scan the room and I say, what are the dynamics in this room? You know, who is kind of taking the lead here? And how can I return the sense of power back to the woman? Because she's the one that should be feeling like she is making choices for herself, right? But in this room, when I did this scan, my head felt like it was just going to explode. There were so many personalities in this room, and every single one of them wanted to gain control, okay? And eventually, everything went fine. It went great, Um, But I had a debriefing with the physician that took care of her after her birth. And he said something that I love. He's like, oh my goodness. He's like, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in that room. And we were talking about control. And he said, you know what? I am a control freak. (laughs) But I've learned over the course of practicing medicine for how many years that it's a lost cause. And so I just let it go. And this man is such a good doctor. He's such a good doctor. And you know why? Because he's a good listener. And because he is aware of his own limitations. And I think that that is so beautiful and amazing. And I would like to say that, that my absolute heroes in this world are people that are what I call um, control freaks <laughs> with ultimate kindness. I'll, I'm going to use that expression, control freak. Um, my favorite people in this world are control freaks that know that they are and do everything in their power to function despite it. So, yeah, 
the beautiful thing about being a control freak, you can be mindful and aware and chill out as a control freak, but it has to be a mindful practice. And we're going to talk about why you would want to. And I think so many of us struggle with control, especially today, this day and age. We have very little room for decompression, for release, for tuning into ourselves. And so our response to that is to want to control everything. So my heroes, um, number one, they are control freaks. Two, they realize how foolish this is because nothing is under your control. Three, they've, they realize that trying to control other people is a lost cause. And four, they give themselves grace and love as they move through the world with this deficit. Because it is. Wanting to be in control all the time is a form of mental illness. And I speak, speak this as someone who is so controlling, so controlling of my world, that it literally makes me sick. It literally does. Um, and I, and I want to talk about how, how to live, live like this. Okay, so I always talk about how anxiety is like alcoholism. It's never something that goes away. It's always part of you. It can remain dormant for a period of time, but it is always there. This is really important to know because if you're anxious, if you're an anxious person, if it's part of who you are, even if you take medication for it, even if you practice yoga, even if you do kundalini breathing and you cut out carbs and you heal your gut and you rise, it will always be there. And when it comes back, when it's triggered or when you're forced to confront it once again, which you will because life is hard, um, I don't want you to feel like you failed. It's part of the process. And... I feel like, especially in my work, when I confront people that are struggling with control issues, um, and I found this amongst my peers that I love and respect, um, people that struggle with control issues are the hardest people to take care of. They really are. Um, And it's very easy to kind of like throw your hands up and just say, oh, I just can't even deal with this person. It's hard to have compassion But those of us that have control issues are so deserving of compassion. And I I want to reframe it in a way that you understand why you deserve compassion in this. So trauma versus control. There are those of us, most of us, who have experienced trauma in our life. Um, And our self-medication or protection from that can be an obsession with being in control. Trust me, to see the full picture, the full circle, it requires so much patience, so much grace. And I confront this all of the time in my work with my patients and with other healthcare professionals. The obsession for control comes from the misbelief that if we're in control, we won't get hurt again. And that if we're in control, that we're safe. If we're in control, 
other people are safe. It comes from a sense of wanting to be whole. So this awareness takes heavy lifting because um, if you meet someone in the middle of an epic control freak meltdown, your first urge will be to slap them and say, cut it out. It takes a lot of patience to sit with someone, even, even yourself, and to witness them without judging them or getting irritated by them or even worse, or best of all, mirroring their controlling behavior with your own, own control, controlling behavior. And honestly, friends, this is the, this is first rate entertainment. My, one of my favorite pastimes professionally is to just be a fly on the wall and watch as two control freaks duke it out. Taking care of so many people um, who are afflicted with the misbelief that they're in control and the sinking sensation that they aren't. I'm so grateful for people that trigger me, that can trigger my control freak impulses because when I react unconsciously, um, so many different feelings are provoked for me and those are the ones I need to pay attention to. Those kinds of feelings, awkward, uncomfortable feelings, are going to guide me towards where I want to go. Towards my healing. Towards stopping these impulse reactions and feelings of helplessness and feelings of panic and being aware. Okay? Being aware of myself and knowing myself. So step one, say, okay, say you're an alcoholic, your very first day at AA, you stand up in front of everyone and you say, I am an alcoholic. The equivalent is when, the equivalent for someone that has control issues is to stand up and say, I am a control freak. You have to say it out loud. You have to stop denying it. You won't get better until you face the thing that hurts you the most. Your relationships won't get better. Your panic and anxiety won't get better. You have to face the things about you that you don't want to face. So, <clears throat> I'm a control freak. How do I cope? Stop trying to control everything outside of yourself. It's not going to work out for you. Start paying attention to what you're doing. You have to pay attention to yourself. You have to learn to feel your feelings. And I encourage you to listen to the other podcast about feelings because that's like feelings 101. And none of us, I meet people, I've met thousands of people in the midst of severe crisis. So few of us know how to do this. So few of us can actually feel something and not want to run away from it or sublimate it or distract ourselves from it, or replace it with something else, or blame somebody else for it. It's a really big deal to be able to fe just feel your feelings. So, if you have a breakdown, which, I mean, do, I have no shame. I have meltdowns all of the time. I just <laughs> try to do them in a safe place where I harm the least amount of people, to be honest. Okay, instead of turning your head and blaming the person sitting next to you, um, how about paying attention to yourself? 
I challenge you to do this. Trace it back to yourself. If you catch yourself swiping at your partner, trace it back. If you lose control and yell at your kids, trace it back. Don't judge yourself for it. You're a mess. We all know this. You're a mess. I'm a mess. We're all a mess. Okay? Don't be ashamed. If you lose control, what is going on? What is going on with you? How are you doing? Are, how about this? Are you eating well? Are you sleeping well? When's the last time you washed your hair? What should you be paying attention to that you aren't? What feelings are you neglecting? In our culture, women, we're told that we're not trustworthy because we feel. And people call us narcissists when we take care of ourselves. But listen, who the hell else are you going to take care of if you can't take care of yourself? Whose feelings can you really control? You can't control the moon or the weather or the political landscape of the United States or the dickhead that cut you off in traffic. What can you control? And if you don't know, then take some little tiny baby steps. Pretend you're a baby. Tell yourself, I'm in training. I'm in training. This is going to take a while. Take it slow. Take your time. Forgive yourself because you are all that you've got. And on that note, I love you. And have an amazing week.